Hello and welcome to Stay Awake Radio featuring Pastor Bill Henry. Bill is the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Now over the next hour, Pastor Bill is going to relate the Word of God to the events we see occurring around us today. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure you know, and Pastor Bill is going to look at the headlines from a biblical perspective. I want to remind you that Pastor Bill wants you to be involved by sending him any questions you'd like to have answered. Send your questions to info at stayawakeradio.org. And you can visit our website anytime at stayawakeradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Bill Henry for today's edition of Stay Awake Radio. Well, hello and welcome once again to Stay Awake Radio, the program designed to help us as Christians to kind of look at the uh, things that are happening within the world and trying to keep our minds and hearts set on Jesus. Uh, Again, welcome. This is Pastor Bill Henry with Simple Faith Calvary Chapel, and it's a blessing to be here with you. And so many things continue to happen around the world. And our heart, again, is to help us, as as Jesus said in Matthew 24, 42, that it's the good servant who is continuing to look uh, for the return of his master, her master. So uh, we're continuing to look, and part of the way we do that is we look at what's happening uh, in the world. It's interesting because so many churches today, uh, so many pastors don't even want to talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ as far as the reality of it. Uh, and not only the reality, but that also Jesus gave us things to be looking for. Uh, Jesus told us what to be looking for in, in, in a lot of detail, the signs of his coming. He said, no one will know the day or the hour Only the Father knows that. Not even the angels don't know this. Uh, Jesus, the Son, doesn't know this. Um, But only the Father knows. But it's interesting, and one of the signs uh, that Jesus talked about was in Matthew 24, verse 12, and he said, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Uh, The old King James says, wax cold. Um, And as we're looking around, I'd have to say one of the biggest signs that we're seeing today, besides Israel becoming a nation again, um, is the lawlessness that is increasing around the world, not just here in America, um, but literally around the world. And as we're looking at these times, as we're looking at what's happening, um, it's it's pretty incredulous. It's pretty um, awe-inspiring in a bad way. And as Christians, we can't help it but think about what the Bible says, how Lot felt, um, righteous Lot, we're told there, that his heart was vexed, that his soul was um, just continually being vexed and stressed out, and um, that's how we can feel. But in, And it says there, though, Jesus said the love of many will grow cold or wax cold, and the thought with waxing cold is um, basically where uh, you blow a candle out and the wax gets colder and colder, harder and harder. And so we need to be watching our our hearts, beloved in Christ, if I can encourage you, because we love righteousness. As Christians, we're to love righteousness, we're to love truth, um, that which is good and pure and holy. And yet, sadly, the world is loving the darkness rather than the light. And uh, that's their condemnation. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, this will continue to grow in the last days, uh, just as it was in the days of Noah, and where their thoughts are on evil continually. And it's so hard when we watch even just something as simple as a cartoon uh, that's supposed to be for our children to watch, and they're working, putting all this sexually perverted stuff in there, um, other uh, themes that that are totally and completely inappropriate. Um, but again, since their thoughts are on wickedness continually, they just project that that's going to be on everyone, that's going to be on our children. Um, and so as Christians, our hearts need to be kept warm. And I guess that's what I'm encouraging us today. Um, as we see all these things happening, um, just keep your hearts close to Jesus. Uh, you know, remember what he told the church there in Ephesus, repent, do the things that you did at first um, and and, and re, return to your first love, uh, we're told there in, in, in Revelation. And so uh, the church was warned there. So make sure that we're doing the things that we did at the beginning of our salvation. Make sure that we're keeping our love for Jesus, for God the Father, um, above all else, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, and our love for others um, as we love ourselves. And we do love ourselves no matter what. 
psychologists falsely teach today. Um, but we need to be those who are different in the world because we love Jesus, we love others, and that love is going to help us to be those who are going to be bearers of the truth. Uh, we won't be loved for bearing that truth, but because we do love people, we will tell them the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we will stand up against the darkness as the darkness is what they love. They're still going to hate us for it, um, but we're going to do so in love. It's interesting. We have an interesting thing happening within uh, even the Christian culture today. Much of the Christian church here in America, this whole pacifism that we, we, we could never fight, we could never do battle. I've had people tell me that if someone broke into their home, they wouldn't protect their, their wife or their children, um, you know, because the Bible says thou shalt not uh, kill. And first of all, they're misinterpreting what the Bible actually says. And by the way, a lot of your um, translations will have mistranslated this. And when people memorize the Ten Commandments, it's not thou shalt not kill, it's thou shalt not murder. Uh, that's a huge difference. And, and pe some people don't see the difference, and that's just because they're blind. Uh, there's a huge difference between killing someone and murdering someone. To murder someone is a purposeful, wicked, you, you, you hate them, um, and you want them dead. To kill someone can be in self-defense, it can be accidental, um, and these different things. And so the Bible nowhere tells us that we were not to defend our families. As a matter of fact, Jesus tells his disciples before he is crucified that if they don't have a sword, to go buy one. Now, it's interesting because in the Greek, there's different words for swords, believe it or not. And the word that he uses there for the sword for in the Greek, it was a defensive sword. It was a shorter sword. It wasn't a long um, offensive sword. So it was a sword that we can defend ourselves with. And it's, again, these things that have come into the church, the pacifism that we can't protect our families, we can't protect our countries, we can't protect our homes or uh, different things like that. That's not from the Lord. Uh, th these are the Christians who ignore the Old Testament and, and say the, the New Testament's the only thing we read, or even just the letters of red, quote unquote. Now, we have to be careful, though. Let's say we did have to go to war, and it was a righteous war, and um, even if we ended up having to kill people, again, that's you can murder people in war, by the way, um, but if you're just going to have to kill people in war, we keep our hearts warm. I, I don't know if this is making complete sense, but if we had to go to that place, and you know, let's say we got drafted and we had to go to war, uh, maybe this will help some people who have been to war. And, and it had to kill people because, again, our, our culture tells us to be guilty about any kind of killing. No, you don't feel guilty about defending yourselves, defending your troops, um, defending your country. Even if those people who sent you there had ulterior motives, your motives are still right before the Lord. And, and you are doing it to defend your country, your home, your family. And that's a godly thing to do. We're to defend. Uh, the Proverbs are very clear. Those who are innocent, uh, those who are weak— those who cannot protect themselves, that's, that's part of the reason that I believe that God even says that, you know, when uh, a man shall provide for his own family, it's not just providing money, which it is, but that's just part of the provisions. Part of the thing, too, is to, to provide that leadership, that safety, laying down their lives for their family. Uh, in that case, maybe even literally laying them themselves down. So we just have to have this heart where <laughs> I'm trying to get to is, we don't hate those people, even if we have to go to war. We don't hate those people we're going to war against. And that's the key thing. Even today, let, let's bring it back to not literal war, um, but the, the political wars we're in, the moral wars that we're in, the battles that we're having uh, today. We can never go to a place as Christians where we hate those people. And it's hard sometimes, but again, that's when our love is waxing cold, when we let hate come in. Hate brings coldness. Hate brings uh, darkness. But if we love those people, even if we have to stand up and we stand against them and say, hey, no, I'm not going to let you, uh, you know, I'm going to vote against you. We're going to vote for these people just to try to hold back the darkness. Uh, because again, so many people today think that that's loving is to embrace their sin. That's not loving, that that's not loving in any way. Um, that's telling them it's okay if you're going to go drive down the street, and even though I know you're going to go drive off a cliff, I don't stop you because I love you, and I know you love driving down that road. We need to be those who are truth bearers, who love the truth, 
But then when we face those who hate us, we don't take on their hate. We don't hate them in return. We love them in return, and we continue to tell them the truth in return. But this is going to grow harder and harder in these last days because, and yes, I do believe we're in the last days. I think as we look around, it's almost impossible um, not to see that. Now, again, some will say, well, you're just trying to cause people to be afraid or this and that. No, it's the opposite because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So we need to be those who have a sound mind about these things, not to be afraid. Oh, you know, the world's falling apart, which it is. Oh, these signs are happening that Jesus told us to look for, which they are, which Paul gave us, Peter gave us, John. Um, But to be those who are not afraid and not, uh, so we die, so what? It's such a weird thing for Christians today with the whole COVID thing. I can't tell you how many even pastors, oh, well, if someone dies, uh, it's like, you know what, so what? It's not, we don't purposely plan on that. But if they're a Christian, guess what? To be absent from the body is to be present with with the Lord. We need to remember who we are and whose we are. So then we go forward and we walk in faith. God is in control, not you or I. And so we need to be those who are being faithful to the gospel, faithful to the word of God, and and unafraid of what people are going to say if they're going to hate us, because Jesus promised they will hate us. But especially again in these last days, but keeping our hearts warm towards those who hate us. You hate me? Guess what? I love you. Well, how can you do that? I don't know. It's by the power of the Spirit of God. That's it. Now, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I can't love like that, you're right in one way. and Our flesh cannot love in that way. It's impossible. Our flesh, you know, says pound of flesh for pound of flesh. You take my eye, I take your eye. Plus, usually it's more even so. But in the Spirit of God, we can love um, as Christ loved. And we can be on the cross and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it is by the Spirit of God who now lives within the Christian, we can live this way. Because I'm telling you what, it's interesting again, We're in, now I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, but understand this, that in the last days, uh, you know, and I'm gonna, this is out of the um, Amplified Bible, that in the last days, dangerous times or times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. So let's stop there for a second. <laughs> Does that sound familiar to anybody out there? Hey, even if you don't believe these are the last days, we got to admit that these are days of great stress and trouble like I've never had in my 61 years here uh, living in America and part of my life in Australia Um, But these are times of great stress, great trouble. Notice it also says difficult days that will be hard to bear. These are hard days. goes on to say, for people will be lovers of self. And then it says narcissistic and self-focused. Now, what's interesting is as we look around us today, even within the church, I can't tell you probably most of the problems that I have as a pastor Um, with people uh, within the church seeking to cause division, it's always because of narcissism. It's always because of their lovers of self. They want people to follow them, uh, that they can do nothing wrong. Even if they have sinned, it's no big deal. Everybody just needs to forgive them, and and there's no brokenness over their sin. Um, And that's the antithesis, by the way, of Christianity. Uh, The Christian, um, yeah, we still sadly love ourself because we still are in our flesh, and our flesh loves our flesh and ourself. But the part of us that has died, that we crucify the old man, we crucify the old woman every day uh, as we put off the old man, the old person, the old woman as we put off uh, and, and, you know, deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow Jesus. It is then that the Spirit of God comes out and we'll be lovers of others and we'll love others more than ourselves or at least at the very least like Jesus commanded to love each other just like ourselves. And so, again, people in the last days, it says, will be, you know, lovers of self. And as you look at uh, all the things that are happening on social media, as we look at Facebook and we look at Twitter, as we look at TikTok and uh, Instagram, it's all about self. And usually when people are upset and they commit suicide and different things, a lot of times it comes out, and, and sadly, it's a lot of the younger people uh, because they weren't, didn't people weren't paying enough attention to them. 
Uh, they weren't as famous as they would like to be. They didn't have as many followers. All of a sudden, they lost a lot of followers. All of a sudden, they got, you know, banned on TikTok or something happened to where they uh, got unfollowed or different things. And instead of having our peace in Jesus, they have their peace in self. And they're lovers of themselves. They don't care about anybody else but themselves. They're self. They're focused on self, self-focused. Goes on to describe these people as lovers of money, impelled by greed, uh, boastful, arrogant, revelers or revilers, disobedient to parents. That's taught on every medium there is, from cartoons. Uh, you know, it's always the parents are the idiots in the movies, and especially the dad. Um, but it goes on to say that they'll be ungrateful, uh, they'll be unholy and profane, as you even look at many of the churches today. So much unholiness, so much profanity even. It goes on to say they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane. And again, does that not sound familiar when you look at all the protesting, quote unquote, uh, this pro-Palestinian protesting, I call it the pro-Hamas movement, um, but it's completely devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane. Um, irreconcilable goes on to say here, malicious gossips, um, you know, and that's another thing that's in the church that uh, all these people think that they can just gossip and talk about one another, gossip, especially about the people in leadership, pastors or assistant pastors or their wives or their families. It's the weirdest thing. Goes on to say devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, brutal haters of good, Traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God. And this is the key thing to me here. Ready? In verse 5 of chapter 3 here in 2 Timothy, uh, it says, holding, on to a form, or holding to a form of outward godliness or religion, although they have denied its power. Or in, again, in the New or the Amplified says, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. So it's interesting as I all of a sudden, it makes you realize that the people we've been reading about here aren't just the people in the world, which they are, but it's mainly people that have a claim of religion, an outward form of godliness, an outward form of religion. They say they're Christian. They might even be sitting next to you in the pew at church. But in reality, uh, they're not walking with Jesus at all. They, they love themselves more than anything. And as we look in the church today, so many people, they want to come and all they want to do is take. It's, it's a sad thing, but it's a true thing. Uh, and so when we come to church, it's just all about them and us. How did worship make you feel? How did the pastor's sermon make you feel? What do you have to offer me, pastor, at your church, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, instead of how can I come and serve? Hey, thank you for uh, having this building for us to meet. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for that. Oh, praise God. And, and, and being up, uplifting and humble. But that's not what's happening. And so again, as we look around and we see even these things making their way into the church, coming back to what we were originally talking about, about what Jesus said in Matthew 24, watch your hearts, beloved in Christ, because when they begin to go cold and wax cold, even as lawlessness is increasing, they start to become more and more self-centered and selfish, and I think even self-righteous. When we look around at all these, quote-unquote, oh, these sinners, man, <laughs> that was you before you were saved. And to be honest, if we're acting like that, that still might be us, and we're just being religious. Be careful, because those people that you look around, that was you before you got saved. Like it or not, however far into sin or Far out of sin you were, you were still a sinner headed on your way to hell before you were forgiven of your sins at the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, man, so much stuff happening in the, in the world today. It's, it's like I said, I've, as we continue through uh, weekly here, uh, there's so much stuff every single day. Um, and we have all this stuff coming out with, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and just all the different information, all these names that have been released. Now, I don't know if you found this, but I find it very interesting that all the news media outlets from CNN to New York Times to the New York Post to the Babylonian Bee to from conservative to uh, very liberal and even Marxist publications, it's all uh, there's so much disinformation mixed in with the real information. And I think they do this on purpose. I really do. It's, it's hard to find out the truth. Um, you know, I was reading one story. It says, you know, former 
uh, presidents, Bill Clinton and uh, you know um, Donald Trump, were on were named in the lists of uh, you know Jeffrey Epstein as it was released. Well, then you go and you read how they were named. Because uh, we are assuming that it means they went to this island where they did all these unspeakable things and different things, but um, it turns out that Trump just was affiliated with him back in the 90s. Again, this is the information that we have right now. Could other stuff come out? Of course it could. And but the, and the Bill Clinton uh, fl- flew a lot on his plane but never went to the island, which we had been told that he had gone to the island. So has he or hasn't he? Um, and it's all this misinformation, and I just said, I guess what I'm trying to say is be careful, because that's one of the things Jesus said again would happen in the last days. All this deception would come like, and I believe because you were warned about it, it's going to be like never before. It's hard to trust the even the the, the cons, quote unquote conservative news sources because I think they so badly want all these people to be named. Um, and I do want to know the truth personally, but at the same time, I don't want to condemn someone like Bill Clinton that that maybe wasn't there. Uh, I do say that we have to be careful, too, because if you knew these things were happening and you're hanging out with a guy and you know he's a pedophile, um, there's something wrong there, too, okay? Even if you never went to the island or did whatever, there's something wrong there with that relationship. So we need to be—that's <laughs> the other side, right? But there's so many different news stories. Uh, here's one. Um, again, we know in the Bible that pestilences will continue to grow. Here's a story out of Portland. Here's the headline. Um, by the Reader Rally. Heated discussion, highly contagious bacteria outbreak in city as disease spreads through feces. Now, here in Portland, Oregon, we have a huge problem uh, with homeless again. And and every major city in America, I think, has this, uh, as well as a lot of not-so-major cities. It's spreading all over. By the way, I like what England calls them. They don't call them homeless camps uh, or even homeless. They call them drug camps because that's truly what they are where you have 95% plus of the people there are on purpose. They want to be there. And by the way, I'm not just saying this. I've talked to people that have worked with homeless ministries for decades, uh, and, and, and not just opinions, but fact on the street. Uh, so most of them, and they're just there to get the drugs. They get free food from Portland. They get all this free stuff from Portland, Oregon. And um, so then they can just spend their money, whatever they get it, on drugs. And so these are drug camps. These are drug encampments. They're not just homeless, but now they're bringing along with it. Um, there's, it's called a Shigella. It's a, a, some kind of bacteria that's been spreading around Portland now through feces because people are just literally going to the bathroom on the streets. Uh, same thing happened, by the way, a few years ago. I was reading about homeless homelessness there in Los Angeles and even uh, there at uh, their, their main mayoral offices and stuff that... Uh, for Los Angeles, and, and they were having all kinds of different outbreaks because of the same thing. They use needles, the feces. And so, again, we just see <laughs> like a purposeful deterioration putting forth um, by all these Democratic leaders, especially, um, and and allowed, honestly, by a lot of the, the, the um, conservatives, if you want to call them that, although I'm not going to say too allowed. I'm not one of those that believes we're all the same thing, because that's not true either. That's a huge lie as well. Um, but it's crazy. Here's another story. Uh, it's the year 2024, and NBC is trying to reignite the Civil War and call white people racist. And then it says a peep uh, replies to this epic uh, ratio. Uh, so again, we see the one of the things Jesus said would happen would there would be race against race, uh, nationality against nationality, uh, and ethnos against ethnos. And so we see that being more forced than ever. And again, are there racists in America? Of course there are racists in America. There's racists of every creed and every color, by the way. The whites are not the only racists in America. But since America is mainly white, we still white people are still the majority of people here. Guess what? The majority of racists are going to be white. But that doesn't mean that we then accept other people as, as racist then too. The black community, the brown community, anybody in between. We don't accept racism in any community, not the white community, black community, brown, none of them. All of us should be condemning racism, period. But that's not what's happening, is it? The the people in control, the people in power, just as Jesus said, they're trying to make it uh, race against race. Uh, And so we see, you know, these different stories. And as we're continuing, even now, 
Uh, we're in the, the third month of this war down in, in Israel. Uh, and there, here's a headline from the Times of Israel. IDF says it's heightened the state of readiness following Hamas leaders' assassination. Now, this was a week ago, uh, just over a week ago, actually. And so they've been waiting for this, you know, reprisal, reprisal by Hamas. Um, but we don't know. Hezbollah's been making a lot of noise that they're going to be attacking the United States and different things. But again, we don't live in fear. We, we should be wise about these things. But we also need to make sure, by the way, we're on the right side of history. Uh, and I mean that biblically. I like what Amir Sarfati said. Let me quote him. He says this, quote, If you call yourself a Christian and your heart is not breaking for Israel uh, in the Nazi-era-style Jew hatred around the world, you may, not, you may know of Jesus, but you don't, do not know him. Yes, Israel is not totally uh, back to God, but they are halfway there. They are back in the land. He promised to first bring them back and then pour his spirit on them, not the other way around, unquote. And I have to say that I completely agree with Amir on this. There is no way that any Christian can celebrate the hatred that we see, not just um, in Nazi Germany or in, you know, in Germany, but all around the world. This hatred is continuing to grow, by the way. Uh, here in Portland, PDX was closed down for a few hours, or at least getting in and out of there was. You couldn't get in and out because they had all these protesters uh, closing down the roads and uh, protesters closing down the roads in Portland, protesters closing down the roads in um, London, England, in France, up in Canada. In Canada, I actually saw a video two days ago of the police bringing coffee and snacks to the protesters who were blocking the roads. They're not being arrested. They're being encouraged by law enforcement. And this is just, again, wickedness. We, we know that, you know, I love, I love the police officers and their sacrifices and stuff, but they need to start arresting those that are over them for you know, not obeying the laws of the land. Sincerely, it needs to be where all of a sudden, you know, the chief of police goes and arrests the mayor or a DA who's not enforcing the laws because that's what they all have sworn to uphold. But again, it's just, it, these are things that are happening and it's, it's continuing to be crazy and it's continue, uh, continuing to happen. If you know, again, what's all over, all over the news uh, is everything about Epstein and all these different things, 170 names dropped today and more to be coming a couple days. Again, if I can encourage you, be careful because there's a lot of names that were given in testimony, but it was more like some of the testimony was, did this person have anything to do with this? Did you ever meet that person? No. But all of a sudden their name will be dropped on this list because um, they were asked that question and their name came out. Now, again, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we shouldn't uh, find out who these people are. I think they should be going to prison, by the way. And, but the other side of the coin is I don't think we should be condemning innocent people as well. So we need to be careful as all as I'm saying is I've seen misinformation from every side, what we call conservative media to the liberal media. And I think a lot of it's on purpose that they're trying to overwhelm us so we don't actually see the real names, because it's all just swirled in with all this other stuff. So again, be careful with all that stuff. Again, that doesn't mean we don't look, but make sure you look hard and you look deep at the information. Uh, here's another story. Now, it's interesting. Uh, this story actually came out back in September, um, and yet it's still kind of on the, or the radar. The headline is this. It's from All Israel News. It says, Artificial intelligence may soon create religions that are actually correct. And write a new Bible, uh, says famous Israeli historian. Now, this actually didn't come just from a famous Israeli historian, but uh, we're talking about guys from the World Economic Forum. Uh, that's where the news first came from, and they're saying that the AI will be able to finally write a Bible that is supernatural or doesn't come from human beings. It's wicked stuff, but it leads into Revelation 13 with the you know, one world government, one world leader, one world religion. And so, again, we keep our eyes on these things. Uh, here's another interesting story. <laughs> Jesus told us that there would be signs in the heavens um, to be, again, another sign. And we've always, I've always thought of that as there's going to be these great, huge, uh, you know, meteors and comets and different things, which that's most likely the main part. But what if it's also all this talk about UFOs? 
Because again, the last three to four years, it seems like there's been more and more and more talk about aliens and uh, UFOs and all these d- different things. Um, even Tucker Carlson, I remember, he's been get- getting into that when he was on Fox News. Well, here's the headline. Dozens of Miami cop cars showed up to gang fight to a gang fight at a mall, but people are saying that they were actually shooting a 10-foot-tall alien. Uh, and so this is the Babylonian, or not the Babylonian bee, and they're kind of making fun of the whole thing. Um, and if you watch the video, there's some kind of thing moving across uh, outside of uh, the mall there. But is it shadows or whatever? Who can tell if it's you know artificial intelligence generated? We don't know. But my point is, people are getting to believe this stuff more and more and more, and it's being put out uh, for us to try to believe. So be careful, again, with the misinformation. The first thing Jesus said when asked, you know, when is when is when are you going to set your kingdom up? When is this? He said, be not deceived. And, and so the first thing that he warns about is deception. Um, here's another story from LifeSite News. Now, if you remember a couple weeks ago, just only about two weeks ago now, the Pope came out and basically said that you can now, to the Catholic Church, uh, you can now bless same-sex unions if you want to. You don't have to. That's the way I read this story. Um, but now he opened it up. And that's, by the way, that's a huge um, story as far as the falling away of the church. Because uh, if you remember, within the Catholic Church, uh, we have um, a lot of—most <laughs> Christians would per se that they're Catholic— um, there's, they say in the world right now, there's 2.3 to 2.6 billion cat or Christians, um, in Catholicism at 1.3 billion, uh, of, of those professing. So we're talking about half of the people in the world who say they're Christian or, or say they're Catholic. Um, so it's very interesting, um, to, to look at that. So, um, when we look at those numbers and all of a sudden you have the head of that church now going, giving unbiblical um, permission to for priests to bless same-sex marriages is just wicked. Uh, and so then you have it. Here it comes in St. Paul Church, Catholic Church in Kentucky. Uh, again, the headline is, a Catholic priest wearing rainbow stole gives blessing to women civilly married for 22 years. Now, this is from LifeSite News, uh, and they're a Catholic news agency, and they're appalled by this. And so we see this huge schism within the Catholic Church. It's continuing to grow um, as the Pope is making all of these unbiblical and, and anti-Catholic even proclamations. So we're going to see how God uses this, and, and but it's seriously very, uh, very wicked uh, as we continue to look at these things. Um, golly, here's another COVID scare. The Hill reporting just a few days ago. Here's the headline, why fears over triple-demic are surging. Uh, You know, and so basically it says cases of three major respiratory viruses, the flu, COVID-19, and RSV are surging in the United States. Well, of course they are because it's that season. It's that we're all indoors for the most part, and we know when these things happen. And they, again, it's I hate when they're, they're just trying to use it to scare us. Uh, and so, again, we just see there's the wickedness, the deceit. Um, but at the same time, Jesus did say that there would be these, you know, different illnesses and sicknesses, pestilences around the world. Uh, so we're looking at that. Here's another story by Newsweek. Very interesting story. Here's the headline. It says, Democrats want over 130 Republicans banned from holding office. Um, And so it goes on to say more than 130 Republicans have faced challenges to their eligibility to serve in office based on their alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in recent years. So basically, the story goes on to say, if you didn't accept wholeheartedly the the, um, results of the 2020 election, this majority of Democrats now want them banned from holding office. I don't know if you remember, but a couple months ago, I played on here um, just a brief snippet, I think a minute or two of this 20-minute video that you can go watch on YouTube. And it is all these different Republic, or excuse me, Democrats, from Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama to their representatives to um, Nancy Pelosi and others, that were all saying 
that Trump, when he won in 2016, was an illegitimate president. So again, we see the wickedness as they come out. And again, this is all just deception. Uh, This is all wickedness. And again, why should we care? Because we should be lovers of the truth. And as we see these things continue to grow, this has nothing to do with Trump right now. This has, but it has everything to do with deception uh, and wickedness. And, and Christians are to be lovers of the truth. Uh, and so we need to be watching this. Now, at the same time, a story came out yesterday um, and basically uh, saying again, um, amid LGBTQ frictions in Christian faith, the Pope warns against basking in some ele- elegant religious theory instead of loving the poor. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I love theology. I'm a, I, I love to study um, the Word of God. Theology means studier of God, theologian, one who studies God. Um, but it's become a thing within the Christian church. Are you a theologian? So there's, what, where did you go to school what did you get your, you know, if you're, if you have your doctorate, if you have your master's, uh, and we've had people come to our church. Uh, yes, I'm a theologian, and um, they care more about reading Karl Barth uh, than they do about reading the Bible. They care more about knowing these things than walking in the love of Jesus Christ. And I think that's part of where the Pope is trying to go with this. But to be honest, he needs to. We need to be always guided by the Word of God. And, and taking the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit and walking in loving obedience to His Word. That is what a Christian does. Again, not to be saved, it's because we are saved. We're saved by grace. We are kept by grace. But as we are saved by grace, we are also saved unto good works. Paul makes this very clear in what uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. Uh, read the book of James. Uh, and he makes it very clear as well. So the Pope is partially right, but he's also very wrong because he's now going off into approving LGBTQ stuff instead of what the Bible says and even what his own church says. Uh, and, and, you know, instead of loving the poor, it's like that's not the main thing, by the way. Uh, the, I don't see a place where we're commanded to, quote unquote, love the poor. We're called to love all the people. And so we need to understand that it is the Christian's job to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus to a world, to, to give water, to give food, to, to do these things, to love people in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, "What you know, whatsoever you do to them, you do unto me. So we do need to have not just the knowledge of what the Word says, but we also need to be obeying it. So there the Pope is right, but his overarching principle, I believe, is very, very wrong. You know, there's so many stories. I'm just trying to kind of pick through some of these here, and it's just pretty crazy. It's interesting. Uh, you know, a fellow named Dustin Diamond, he died back in 2021, right in the midst of COVID and when the first vaccines first came out, by the way. And it, they just released what he died of, and it was interesting. He had this, uh, basically, they call it, quote, a brutal, relentless form of malignant cancer only three weeks ago. So he got it within, he got cancer, and then within three weeks, he died. Um, and so, again, this is what a lot of the people were saying were the results of the vaccine. Again, did this happen from the vaccine? I don't know. I'm not saying it did, but I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just reporting this news because, again, I think that uh, it's important to know. Now, here you go. This is interesting about the economy. And, again, this comes in with you know what the truth is and, and being decept- deceived and everything. Um, Biona, was it Bidenomics bust headline? It says twice as many Americans worse worse off economically uh, than last year. Um, And they go on to say, this is um, the blaze, I believe. Consumer prices up 17% since Joe Biden took office. Now, this is a conservative media. Actually, it's Breitbart.com. And they're showing basically because Biden has been out there, his representatives have been out there saying, oh, that the economy is better than it was when he took over. Complete lies, complete myth truths. It's not better at all. But here's the interesting thing to me, too. Um, Who's telling them that consumer prices are only up 17%? I'm telling you what, when we go to the store, my wife, and we go to buy milk, milk is up like over 100%. We're paying more than double than what we used to pay. Eggs, um, just the basics, bread. Uh, How about gasoline? That's up over 100%. 
So to say that if, you know consumer price is up 17% since Joe took office, I, again, this is a conservative person saying these numbers. Where do they get these numbers from? And I know it's this whole huge formula. I, I've, I've seen the thing, so I don't I understand where, quote unquote. But I think, again, it's all deception because we know when we go to the store, we know when we go to get gas, uh, how much things truly are. So, again, it's just crazy, uh, the, the stuff that's happening. Um, now, what's interesting, too, is here's an, a new story um, that finally they're in New York. It says police arrest hundreds after pro-Palestinian protesters shut down three bridges and the Holland Tunnel. Uh, and this was just a couple days ago. So, again, th- they finally started to arrest people. It would be interesting to see if they charge people. Here in Portland, by the way, uh, when they closed down the road going to PDX for over an hour uh, and the police were right there, uh, the news also reported they did not arrest one person. Now, what they were doing was completely illegal. They didn't have permits to do this. Um, but, again, our government is picking and choosing. And, and again, that's just simply wickedness. Um, so, again, to see that they're finally starting to arrest. But the reason I really wanted to bring this story out with the pro-Palestinian protesters this is continuing to grow. Now, if you remember when the protest started first happening within a week or two um, after the response of Israel to go into Gaza Strip and to uh, get rid of Hamas, um, and the, when that first happened and we had this big, you know, all the protests in the United States, I saw this fella. He was an independent journalist, and he would he went, goes down to these different things um, for— to videotape them. And as he was at this protest by quote unquote pro Palestinian people, he said, Oh, look, here's, and he was given their names. This is Joe, I'm just making up names, Joe Smith. Um, and here's Mary, Martha, and here's, and these were all these different ladies and guys that were, he had taped a year or two before this and gotten to know, not in a good way, but gotten to know them because they were part of BLM and they were part of Antifa. And he was saying that all the same protesters, for the most part, agitators, are the same people that were on the streets for BLM and Antifa. Why is that? Nobody's answering those, asking those questions. Nobody's answering those questions. But again, we see the wickedness and the anti-Semitism. It's continuing to grow. There is no place in the life, especially for a Christian, to hate the Jews, as we talked about earlier in the program. That is not, even if you don't believe that God, if you believe they've been replaced, there's still no room for hatred there. I think replacement theology is demonic. I, I truly do. If you are you believe in replacement theology, it's there's nothing biblically that supports it. Um, I think it's just a whole way to, to get rid of the Jewish people. Uh, the plain reading of the scriptures says that we have been grafted in as the church to their branch. Jesus is the vine. One of the branches of the vine is is the Jewish people, and we've been grafted into that. And we should be thankful, the Bible tells us, by the way. And that they're gonna God's gonna come back and they're gonna look upon him whom they have pierced. That hasn't happened yet. The church doesn't need to look upon him whom they have pierced because we already have. So there's all these scriptures that all of a sudden you have to just spiritualize away or completely ignore to try to come up with replacement theology, but but Satan loves it. So I think we're going to continue to see this anti-Semitism grow around the world, and this is it's wicked, hateful stuff. There was a lady just yesterday, uh, they were protesting in front of her Jewish um, company, and she went out to talk to the protesters and said, hey, my good friend has been kidnapped there, you know, by Hamas. And they went and said, no, just go cry, you little baby. And then they cursed at her and all this stuff, and she went away weeping. I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, the Bible talks about casting your pearls before swine. These are truly, truly wicked and hateful people. Um, and it's a sad and wicked thing, but it's happening not just here uh, in America, but all over the world. Uh, we see this, and it's just, it's just wicked and it's sad. And we need to stand against it, by the way, and not be quiet. Um, I'll tell you what, when I first heard they were doing those protests, I went out and bought an American flag and an uh, Israeli flag for my car, one of those kinds that go on your window, just to say, hey, I support Israel. You don't like it? I don't care. Uh, they are still God's chosen people. They're not perfect. And I'm not agree, I don't agree with on every single thing they do or say, but I stand with Israel and I will bless Israel because that's what God has told us to do. Um, it's more stories about, you know, wars and rumors of wars here. Newsweek is reporting just yesterday. Sweden issues ominous warning to citizens 
uh, basically to be readier than ever in case of war. Uh, so again, because they wanted to join NATO, and it's looking like they might join NATO, and then Russia's very upset about that, which, by the way, I, I don't blame Russia to be upset. Um, that, that then now they'll have NATO right next door. There's always been these countries that have been kind of in the middle countries, if you will, to where NATO's not right up against uh, Russia. And so to have this happen, that would be, it was kind of like the whole Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, That's too close for Russia to be. Or if all of a sudden Russia was in Mexico, uh, we wouldn't like that. Um, But again, it's just, uh, you know, just crazy. Uh, Here's a, actually talking about the protests, here's a uh, picture I'm looking at that's basically... Oh, thousands of people that are, quote unquote, protesting, you know, in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, And they have all these flags and not one American flag. They're just all Palestinian uh, flags. And just, again, uh, it's pretty wicked, the stuff that, again, that's happening out there. Uh, And then continuing to be encouraged, by the way. That's, I think, the most interesting thing to me is with all these protesters. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there haven't been some legal ones that they got permits for and everything like that. But if you and I went out. Uh, to protest them, we would be the ones arrested. And I think that's the part that's really bothersome for anyone who loves just what is right and what is good, um, is that the police are basically now protecting these protesters. Uh, And they go out and they basically are literally kidnapping people. When you hold people on a bridge for hours uh, in their cars and don't let them go anywhere, that's to me kidnapping. And so they should be arrested. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but they're not. They're being actually encouraged. Again, as I said earlier, I'm looking at this picture now from Community News. Canadian police deliver coffee to anti-Israel protesters blocking a Jewish community home and a Jewish community in Armour Heights, Toronto, in Toronto, Canada. And you can watch a video. I have pictures from the video right here. Uh, and the person who posted it said, all they wrote is, this isn't normal. And I have to agree. So what's happening Well, I think it goes beyond what we might normally talk about, and it's spiritual. You see, we need to understand that we're in a spiritual battle. And Satan, while much of the church doesn't see the times that we're living in, I believe Satan and his fallen angels do. And I think that they're more and more stepping out with anti-Israel, anti-God, anti-true biblical Christian, because he hates us. He hates God's chosen people. See, Satan knows that God's not done with Israel yet, no matter what uh, most of the church might say. Um, and so he he prompts this hate that, again, it's not even logical hate. It doesn't make sense that you would hate, the whole world would hate the same race of people. Uh, it just, it's not normal. That's that Again, it doesn't make sense. But on the spiritual level, it makes complete sense because Satan knows that God isn't finished with them yet. And God, Satan knows that his time is coming, and, and I think he's excited. I think that, again, from what we read in the rest of the Bible, that he thinks he's going to win. I think that he thinks he's going to be able to overpower God and take over the world, And uh, but it's not going to happen. Uh, and that's where I want to close today, as we once again remember <laughs> who we are uh, and, and whose we are. And that in the Word of God, I love in Revelation uh, chapter 11, it basically talks about how, you know, God is, is when he returns, he's coming back to take over everything. He's coming back to take over the world. He's coming back to rule and reign upon the earth. Uh, this is not something that, uh, you know, most people like to talk about, but it says there in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, it says, then the seventh angel sounded. This is the seventh trumpet. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, those who fear your name, great and small, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Guys and gals, this time I believe is coming soon. I believe that Jesus Christ is coming for his church any time. 
uh, to take us to be with him. And my question today is, are you ready? Are you ready? And again, we're to live ready. Uh, in Thessalonians, Paul wrote the th- the, them there, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, look, uh, you you know so much as a Christians, uh, and that this the, the the coming of the Lord shouldn't overtake you as a thief in the night, uh, and we have enough signs to be looking for. Uh, my question is, are your eyes opened? And if they are opened, I, I pray that God would continue to use you deeply and radically for His glory in these days that we do have left. And if they're not open, I pray that God would open your eyes, and not just He would open your eyes, but you would just open your eyes and see. Read the Bible for yourselves. Open up and just read Matthew 24 and 25. Open up and read uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, just chapters 3 and 4. There's many other places, but just start there and you're going to see, hey, this is what's happening around us today like never before. And again, then don't go build a bunker. Don't sell all your money and send it to a church. Go out and live like you've never done before for the glory of God. Again, be encouraged because he, you know, his word is true. He's coming back. He's going to return, uh, just like he said in in verse or chapter one of the book of Acts. He's going to come back for us, and even if we go to him first, we get to come back with him. So just remember, beloved in Christ, as we're closing, uh, whose you are uh, and who you are in Him. Oh, we're so blessed. We're so loved, uh, and He still wants to use us here for His glory. And may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, make his face to shine upon you, uh, and be gracious unto you. And as we like to say, uh, we'll see you here, there, or in the air. God bless you. This has been Stay Awake Radio, and we thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. This program is aimed at informing you and inspiring you to get to know the God of the universe and to help your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want you to participate. If you have a question about the end times or current events or both, please email them to Pastor Bill and he'll answer them each week on the program. The email address for your questions or comments is info at stayawakeradio.org. That's info at stayawakeradio.org. You can also write us if you'd like to ask your question that way. Our mailing address is Stay Awake Radio, Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. And of course, we want to invite you to visit our website at any time at stayawakeradio.org. That's stayawakeradio.org. Have a blessed week in the Lord, and be sure to set aside this same time next week for another edition of Stay Awake Radio with Pastor Bill Henry.